0: From the Cab by Ben Creek and Craig White. In this podcast we're going to give you a quick wrap-up of the season at hand and things to look out for including events coming up around you and everything related to agronomy and managing your farm. We're passionate about agronomy and everything farming related, agriculture related and we look forward to having you join us on Agronomy from the Cab. Well, welcome to Agronomy from the Cab. It's now April 2019 and I'm joined with my good friend here, Ben Craig. How are you today, Ben? I'm good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, it's been a little while since we've done this, but um, going yes. really well, mate. It's been crazy busy, hasn't it? So, oh,
1: terribly. Yeah, it really has. Yep. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> no, look, there's a lot happening. There's always a lot happening in the world of agriculture and that's what we love about it so much, mate. But uh, look, today what we're going to talk about a whole range of topics and again, you know, really ask listeners out there, please get involved get in touch with us and we'll give out how to do that later on which is predominantly through Twitter we yep. love that but we also do have an email address which is agronomy from the cab at gmail dot com, so get in touch and and tell us what you'd like to hear about. Um, tell us if you like our jokes or not. And a special call out for our friend James. Um, we've got a couple of rippers coming up for you later on. Just well, we for think you. they're good anyway. <laughs> I do. Anyway, Ben. Um, look, what's been going on around the world, mate? For you, what's what's happening? I've noticed the few tweets that you've been on the speed tiller, um, renovating those blue gums or preparing again for two thousand nineteen crop.
1: Yeah. Look, it's been. Uh We've hired, uh, once again, a speed tiller from Cajun Ag Supplies. The guys have been uh, great to uh, to deal with and uh, provided a, a really good machine. Um, we cleared a uh, bluegum plantation um, in 2017, I think we started, um, and ready for the 2018 crop. So that was uh, harvested, uh, cleared with a puller and then uh, a lot of a lot of bottom, bottoms on seats uh, with uh, raking and speed tilling and dragging and raking and seeding then rolling. Um, then we have, we're harvested this year and then um, so we're trying, the idea this year is to incorporate some stubble because there's there's just no organic matter there much but also the speed tiller does a fantastic job with levelling the country as well and we've put lime out so uh, we hope to incorporate uh, that to a depth, to, to a point. And uh, yeah, it's look it's been a fantastic machine. It's kind of a one pass machine in a way.
0: Um, oh, that sounds great. So, yeah. Yeah, and the photos look good even in <clears throat> a couple of cases there. You had a bit of dust around, but um all, all good in getting it ready for this season, which will be pretty good, I reckon.
1: Yeah, hopefully. It's uh, I think these uh you know, there's there's many methods of doing things, but um with a blue gum plantation we have found the non wetting soil wasn't really an issue and I really I would like to I can't 100%, but I would like to put that down to a lot of that uh, speed tiller playing a major part in that um, by being able to be incorporating a lot of the soil, lime, um, organic matter that's there, but also the machine that um, plucked out the stumps, that pulled it out, and then had a great big rake that followed it behind which wind road. Now, they're cutting from you know anywhere from 100 to 200 mil to, from the first pinwheel, and that oh. eases off to the last one, so there's been a lot of dirt shifted, so... Who knows? The, every every farm's different, but um, the nod wetting issue really was not a big problem for us last mm. year, which was good.
0: Good and good result. You were happy with the crop result, 2018? I was.
1: Yeah. Look, I'm happy to happy to put that up. Look, grain delivered worked out at about three point two ton yield for Boy Brook, which is definitely below average. You know, it that's all relative to the area. But um, after twenty one years of trees, I think that's a a pretty good um, result. And the Crazy. only yeah, the only th- uh, thing that was probably changed was um, we probably pushed up to about hundred ten, hundred twenty units of N, which is a lot, but um, I'm glad we did.
0: Yeah, oh, it'll come back into its own over a number of years now. Yeah. So what's the uh, intended cycle now, Ben?
1: Oh, well, what do we got? We're doing oats again, trying to keep that low risk. Um, yep. um that low risk idea um, coming through. We are gonna a paddock of uh, planet barley and we'll give that a go Um, but as uh, growers would be uh, aware new country often puts up sticks and a few rocks and things so the idea to keep a few higher crops uh, so the head when it goes through doesn't pick up anything yeah Um, a few
0: challenges there but you're well aware of them obviously and yeah yeah, if anyone out there obviously is uh, embarking on this you know getting it out of blue gum production you'd be happy to Answer any emails or uh, even oh, on Twitter. Happy Absolutely.
1: Happy to share your experiences. Yeah, definitely. I, th- I think there's so many different ways of of um, clearing a bluegum farm and starting again. There's no wrong or right, but it's it's really interesting to uh, to get together and talk about you know pullers and uh, stump grinders and graders and bulldozers and, <laughs> gosh, goodness knows what else is uh, possible and, and the way... Uh, people ameliorating soils and um, yeah, just renovating the farm it's, it's a really interesting one, and it's kind of a lot of a lot of books being written in a way because it's fairly new still.
0: Yeah, it certainly is because it's certainly um, they've been planted a long time ago, and obviously then bringing them out, they're sitting there for a lot of years. So yep. yeah, any experiences out there, listeners, um, you know, get in touch and mm. get involved and help each other out.
1: Love to hear some new ideas. Yep, knockdowns. Yeah. That time of year again, Ben. Mm. Yeah. I think it's uh something to uh well we've got to see how this uh season ends up breaking for us, but uh I'm always a fan of uh these double double knockdowns if possible, where possible. Yeah. Um what so, do you think?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean look it's a numbers game at the end of the day, you can get a whole heap of you know weeds or germinations out of the way before the crop even gets in. Yeah. Uh, we all know that, but you know too often we see that uh, knockdowns just not quite what they can be, and uh, people then trying to catch up when the crops in, and you'd see that a lot in your advising, I suppose. And we talked about that mm-hmm. topic last year on agronomy from the cab. That's right.
1: Yes, yeah. the most effective time to kill your weeds is now, prior to the crop going in. Um, so using robust rates, and if, where possible, double knockdowns, um, it's generally, gen- genuinely the most uh, recommended.
0: Yeah, and the double knockdown consisting, of course, of that very important glyphosate or Roundup molecule, followed by some spray seed.
1: Absolutely, and I think uh, glyphosate, some interesting things coming from, uh, from your end. Yeah, you certainly are. Look, a um,
0: lot of glyphosate's in the news all the time, it seems, you know, there's uh New court cases going on over in the u s um, state of California, for example, a couple of mm-hmm. uh, verdicts been handed down, which look, Bayer will continue to uh, to fight those and appeal those um, those points and yeah. it 's a very complicated system in the u s um, in terms of the the legal system and uh, from my side i'm told certainly that Bayer will appeal those very strongly and also uh, you know does know that the science is very, very strong. With glyphosate and so much so that uh, back at the end of March Ben Bayer <clears throat> launched all of the or released all of its um, glyphosate study data so that's now available on a special website um, anyone in the world anywhere can actually get hold of that Excellent. and you can go to pretty much bayer.com forward slash glyphosate and you can see there and learn about yeah, you know, the importance of this molecule, we know, you know, we don't, do we want to return to the dust bowls of, you know, the yesteryear, for example, um, the site that I just talked about, bio.com forward slash glyphosate, you can learn about glyphosate and its use, um, explore how glyphosates preserve the environment and the biodiversity. A lot of people think it's doing the opposite to that, but in fact, without glyphosate, We have a very different system, so it's worth going there and having a look. Also, information there on the safety profile and all the health studies as well, related health studies, and you can get answers to the most asked questions about glyphosate. Now, as agriculturalists, we probably know a lot of these things. We appreciate the molecule, but we might have friends, family, Mm -hmm. networks of people that are not quite in tune with that, so certainly direct them to this area, Ben, and urge everyone out there listening, if you um, really, you know, know how important this molecule is Mm. um, get people to get on there and get informed because there's a lot of comments made um, and things are just made on you know uh, rational irrational I suppose emotion and things like that Um, so get the facts tell them to go to Bayer.com forward slash glyphosate and then have a good discussion with you best way to do it yep yeah it's just such an important molecule for us so I recently attended down in Esperance a farmer's centre um, Patriot Sprayer Information Day and I gave a talk there on some er emerging issues in agriculture and how crop protection products are are basically discovered and and developed or whatnot but it was really interesting and I caught up with the Farmer Centre guys and they talked about the Patriot Sprayer and I did a little interview while I was with them and uh, we want to have a quick listen to that now. Well, I recently attended the 2019 Farmers Centre Patriot Spraying Information Day down at Esperance and caught up with some interesting fellas down here to have a look at the Patriot sprayers but just touch on a whole range of topics to do with machinery and spraying and whatnot. and I'm joined today on Bayer Cropcast by Sean Barrett who's the machinery sales representative down here, also Ash Hayden, another sales representative and, and Russell Creedon, who's the Farmers Centre product support down here in Esperance. So how are you all today guys? Yeah, good, thanks. Good, thanks, mate. Yeah, good, thanks, Craig. Yeah, good. So, look, Russell, perhaps just starting off with you, you gave an interesting talk uh, earlier before lunchtime, and um, there was a quite a range of aspects you talked to the clients here about. You just want to cover a couple of those topics for us.
2: Uh, you know, worries Craig just uh, trying to keep our customers up to date with latest offerings on, on the Patriot series with the new Flex S systems, a lot of current AIM and AIM Pro owners, so... Letting them know what's available now, um, obviously the new two four D compliance. Letting the customers know what they need to do to try and get try get the Patriots compliant for them, and just uh, some options that we have available for them. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It's one thing I certainly found interesting was the system you call the Sidekick Injection. Can you tell us a little bit more about that.
2: Yeah, Sidekick Pro. It's uh, it bolts straight on the side of the sprayers. It's it's designed for obviously volatile tank mixers or very low rates where you can you can inject into the system. Just before the nozzles, so it's not yeah, rattling around in the tank the whole time.
0: So you can overcome some of those physical compatibility issues that sometimes can occur with a trace element or something like that. Isn't yeah,
2: it? absolutely. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a quite a good system that we've we've listened to our customers and, and, and bought out with. So uh, we think it's a good thing. Um, hopefully, customers do as well.
0: Yeah, no, I can see a lot of um, a lot of value in that sort of system because it is becoming increasingly important to be able to do a range of things in one pass but just as importantly, we don't want it to go to glue or goo in the tank and and create more headaches so <laughs> we can't get it out absolutely. so yeah i'd love to uh follow that one up a little bit later on as you get more and more um perhaps interest in it around western australia absolutely beautiful now just um across to sean and, and ash um just a few points i guess about the patriot sprayer those big red shiny machines out there they look impressive just tell us about well, obviously what they're supposed to do and what's uh, some of the key features might be
3: yeah, I think, um, I think we captured the market about 20 years ago when AIM Command first came out. Um, and obviously KSIH has, has had that for a lot of years and there's a lot of customers here with AIM. Um, there's not many standard sprayers around, um, the area anymore. So yeah, just trying to give them, um, new features that are coming out. Um, like Gretto's just touched on, um, and the, the AIM Command, that's really like the <coughs> system that tells the nozzles or the sprayer everything what to do. Just paint a bit of a picture, AIM Command, for those that don't know much about it. Yeah, so it's pulse width modulation um, spray system is um, probably the easiest way to explain it. So you can yeah, keep your pressure the same and, and control your droplet size, so um, yeah, there's a whole different range of nozzles we can, we can offer, but you only need one for most um, applications. And you can, um, older, older
0: things as to, according to, like we said, the 2,4-D issue, um, handling that, or if it's a different herbicide or fungicide, even fertilizer, liquid fertilisers, you can um, use that system to dial up what you need at the
3: time. Yeah, definitely. I think that's um, one of our, the main features on the Patriot, is we can do those type of things with with the one nozzle, yeah.
0: Good day. Excellent. Um, and Ash, anything you wanted to, to add across to that?
3: Um,
4: yeah, Basically, uh, alongside what Sean just touched on with the AIM command, um, yeah, obviously everyone wants bigger and better these days. So, you know, the 6,000 litre tank, um, there's wider tyre options, um, you know, the bigger mudguards, all the rest of it. Um, yeah.
0: Yep. They look really good, and I suppose the question to you guys is um, what are they like to actually be in
4: all day? Yeah, well, probably uh, when we get guys in there, for for the first time they've been in a Patriot, the first thing they mention is yeah the lack of engine noise there. Um, yeah, I noticed that's right up the back there, and it's fuel fuel tank at the front. Yeah, so the benefit there is obviously quiet in the cab, but it also um, uh, keeps the machine perfectly ballasted as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's really good. I wonder what was under that section at the front, and it makes a lot of sense to have that in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all good. Um, no, that's um, fantastic. There's a lot of hours spending these things, and. Yeah, I suppose with auto steer and all that, there's a a bit of time for people to get on with other jobs, so uh, operator comfort's a ma- massive factor, along with the good air conditioning and auto steer, I keep hearing, as long as those things are working really well,
4: people are happy. Yeah, definitely, mate, hit the nail on the head, um, yeah, I mean, these things are coming out standard with leather in the cab and everything now, so there's nice, yeah. definitely nothing uncomfortable in there. <laughs> uh, fantastic,
0: cool, alright. Okay, so thanks, Sean, Russell and Ash. It was really good to catch up with you briefly while I was down here in Esperance for the uh, Farmers' Centre uh, 2019 Patriot Sprayer Day. It was really good to catch up with a range of farmers and others and just see some of the issues that you guys are looking at and things you're thinking about. Um, certainly from my side of things, you know, we're all about getting the best weed control possible from the products, but it's excellent to see the thing that's actually applying those products, um, just some of the advancements that are going on.
3: Yeah, thanks, Greg. Thanks for your time coming down to the 2019 Farmer Centre Patriot Day. Cheers, mate.
0: Yeah, so it was a really enjoyable day, and what really struck me is just how much, you know, a company like the one I work for uh, at Bayer uh, and machinery companies, how much we've got to perhaps learn from each other, um, optimise. I mean, we do a lot of that work anyway, but some of the challenges that, you know, we're all facing in agriculture are very similar, whether you're from machinery, fertiliser, you know input supplier chemicals whatever it might be so it was really excellent ben to be a part of that and uh you know, I also recently went along to a Precision Agriculture Day over in Dumbleyung, which was run by SPAR. Yep. I didn't go to a SPAR. <laughs> I actually went to the Society for Precision uh, Agriculture Australia, and, yeah, it was a really interesting sort of a day. So, yeah, I don't know, Ben, have you heard of SPAR at all in the past or seen any of their wares or anything they've been doing?
1: Yeah, look, I heard of it, but i um, love to know a little bit more. It's one uh, I haven't followed up too much, but, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, look, it was uh, a great day. There was about, I think, it was around fifty people there. Um, really good. I mean, there was a section that actually was all about uh, the different products, services, and apps and gadgets and things like that. But a farmer from South Australia's mid north or just north of Adelaide, uh, a guy called Mark Branson, he um, said, "Look, we really got to think of it. Make sure we know what question we want to answer. Don't think about a gadget, the flying machine, the app." the programming service or whatever first you have to think about the question or the thing on the ground that you really want to change or do and then find the gadgets and the whiz and all that for it to basically uh to to answer that question and Mm. you know there was about a dozen speakers that went through all their different offerings or whatever and one thing that became clear to me is that some have certain little edges over others one of them might just be the processing time of data for example you know the satellite flies over several times a day but if you don't get your information back for you know a week or two or three weeks or something like that as opposed to say an overnight feed then you know what's really the point of it definitely
1: absolutely yeah you need it back as quick as you can to make those decisions that
0: are so important so they could be the things that make the edge so really do your homework there's a lot of things out there offering the same but uh, pretty exciting time too to be in but um, there was a grower panel and the guys that spoke about these things i asked them certainly you know what are they doing now and they can rattle off a whole heap of things to do with the sprayer and whatnot we heard a bit about there what you can do with a patriot for example but the important thing was uh you know how how much um the next level is really seen as variable rate seeders um seeding rate for example mark branson mentioned he's doing that in a bit of a crude way over in south australia and he's actually been. You know, sowing. I think he said up to 600 kilos per hectare in wow. places to really smat or get competition on top of weeds. Yeah. Um, I think he said 600, but anyway, it's a high number. Lots of plants <laughs> and uh, looking at it, but then it was also went beyond that that really we want to be able to you know have a prescription in the future to be able to pull our cedar around, even perhaps down to the individual boot or sowing sowing point to be able to um, change the seeding rate on the go. Um, compete with yeah you know, to compete compete with weeds, but also adjust the compound fertilizer and the infurrowed liquid. So that would be amazing to be mm. able to dial up you know, different disease patches and things, and put different treatments, or indeed dial up you know the different
1: treatments. Gosh, it's amazing to hear that. It's exciting to sort of hear where agriculture's where's it going to end up. How far are we going to go? It's incredible.
0: Yep, we'll keep going. That's Absolutely. one thing for sure, Definitely. and it's only through. Mm. People like you listening out there, um, you know, asking yourselves and constantly asking questions and finding the answers for those because someone out there will be able to build the gadget, mm. build the program to help you with that as well. Yeah. Um, but there's no point just consuming a, a, <clears throat> a gadget, I suppose, or a service if it's not going to do anything for you. So, yeah. yeah, precision agriculture, pretty funky area but amazing and really it's got to be gains in the future to make it worthwhile yeah just on those I mean you've got a, a little app that you wanted to tell me about that you've been using also
1: yeah I just uh, I, I need I was out in a paddock of a, a client's place and we weren't sure of the area of um, his farm and look uh, all we had was my iPhone. Uh, the app is called GeoMeasure and it was a great little free um, app that's quite simple to use and we could just mark in. Um, his paddock and mark around the trees, and it gave us um, a fairly accurate hectare um, measurement. So we could, you know, we could make some uh, recommendations for him, and and also uh, work out his budget for this season um, on what we were looking looking at. So uh, Geo Measure, it's a free app off the uh, App Store, and I'm I'm not sure if it's on an Android phone, but I'm um, it's uh, definitely something to have a little look anyway. Have a search for it, but uh, Geo Measure.
0: Yeah, and just. on measuring things we were just having a look at the um, update to the apple ios system yeah cool. it came through recently it probably been there a while but a little thing called measure you've got your your leveler or your level which has always been a handy one to use but measure i mean that just looks impressive
1: as well oh that will be so handy on the farm so definitely one to uh to look at for the apple users there
0: Yep, inbuilt app called Measure, and uh, yeah, you can actually measure the uh, you know the length of a piece of steel or a rod or wood or anything. It's pretty yeah. interesting. So have a look at that one, Measure as well.
1: No more tape measures to me- uh, to measure those strainer
0: posts. That's it. Although I reckon I'd still have one and double check <laughs> <Back> up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Ben, look, you know, I I the thing I was looking at um, came across recently. It's sort of on this theme of digital, I suppose, but we hear digital, digital, digital everywhere. Um, There's this thing called 23 Things and it's from the University of Edinburgh or Edinburgh University. I don't know which way around it is. I've (laughs) actually been there, not to study, but I went through it and it's a beautiful campus up there in northern, uh, obviously in Scotland. But um, 23 Things, if you search that, um, you'll come up with this. It's a fantastic little program. What they've done is they've actually released their digital course that they're teaching to students at the university um, but made it public, basically, so you can sort of go along at your own pace and perhaps broaden your horizons. And it's all about digital things, tools, and building your knowledge. So there's three areas with it, really, or four, actually. Uh, Digital awareness, just what it is and what it's all about. Obviously, the social media and social digital, they call it. Then digital collaboration and sharing of information, which we do all the time. I mean, we all know about Dropbox and Google Docs and Google Drive or whatever, but there's a lot more to it than that. And then final one is about digital play and experimentation. Um, What I find really interesting is that you can sort of do this at your own pace. It's self-directed course i don't think you come out with a qualification but you will come out a lot richer for the experience i reckon so spend a little bit of time each week building up and expanding your skills and knowledge in that rapidly growing area so it's called 23 things so cool. numbers 23 two, three things edinburgh university have a bit of a look at that and uh, i think you'll be pleasantly surprised i've had a look at a couple of interesting topics on there already
1: sounds like we'll have to uh Press stop on the Netflix with these guys uh, with their nice big AB lines uh, during seeding time, and uh, hit up this app and do some learning instead. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Always time for learning, and uh, you grow, you're richer for it, I believe. Anyway, so yeah, but uh, that's interesting. Um, Ben, well, time is flying, and you know why did the boy throw the clock out the window? Why did he throw his clock out the window? You tell me, mate. Because he wanted to see time fly. And time has flown on this economy (laughs) from the cab. So, got anything else you want to talk about, mate?
1: No, look, that's me done for this time.
0: Very good. And uh, you can get in touch with Ben or I at Twitter. So, Ben, give out your Twitter handle.
1: Yep, my Twitter handle is at FarmAgro1, and that is at FarmAgro1. Definitely worth following, Ben, if you're not already. And uh, have a look at
0: his uh, speed tiller that he's been utilising lately, and a few of the uh, other comments from other people, Twitter users out there. And mine is at Photo by CW, at Photo by CW. And you can also get in touch with us at uh, cab at gmail.com. agronomyfromthecab at gmail.com.
1: Be sure to hit us up there. One thing I will just add, Whitey, um, with this speed telling, I put on things, you know, we were noticed a little bit of power hopping from the tractor and yeah. I was, you know, it was all a bit new to me and I've got to say that Twitter or Ag Twitter is so good um, for learning, for communicating and for, for sharing your advice uh, with other growers that are interested in the same thing and, and I look I. I had a no end of people coming back and giving me some ideas with tire pressures and weights and jewels and what have more. And so look thank you to all those guys who, who helped me out there. But um, if you're not on it, it's um, I know social media can be have a, a bad stigma to it at times, but um, the Ag Twitter is very helpful. It is very useful and use it wisely and it can provide a lot of value.
0: Uh, fantastic advice there, Ben. So just give out your Twitter handle again, mate, and uh... Yep, at farmagro one At Farm Agro One, and mine is at Photo by CW. Thanks, Ben. Been great talking to you today, and uh, we'll catch up again soon to do another agronomy from the cab. Sounds great. Thank you. All right. See you later, mate. See
2: ya.